Welcome to iHope. We're here to bring encouragement and comfort from the Bible so that you can have a more hope-filled life. We are so glad you joined us here today, and we invite you to embark on this journey of discovery of the power of God's Word and how it can shape our lives each day. So listen in and join us as we explore how the Bible can provide hope and direction in our lives. Hey there, welcome back to our I Hope podcast. I hope that uh, you've been challenged so far this year with the idea of hope. And um, hope. last week we talked about the idea of resting in hope. And, um, and I encourage you, if you didn't hear that, to go back and listen to it. But this week, we're going to look at, at another psalm, Psalm 33. So if you want to grab your Bible and follow along, I'll be reading several verses if you don't have one in hand. Um, but I just want to challenge you really today on two words that go hand in hand in this passage, because we'll see this word hope mentioned, but we really will see it in correlation or not apart from another word. So if you look in Psalm 33, I'm going to read the last uh, four verses there. Verse 18 says this, Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in thee. If you look in those two two verses specifically that mention hope, verse 18 says um, that the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy. And then verse 22, let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in thee. So I'm sure you've already figured out the two words that we see hand in hand, and that's mercy and hope. Now, I can't go further without saying, of course, as you look at this psalm, and if you've read through the entire psalm, you'll see that it really speaks on a national level. Um, One of the verses that you often hear around uh, maybe 4th July or when we're talking about our great nation, you'll see verse 12 says, blessed is the nation whose God is in the Lord. So as we read this, you can see that application. I'm going to bring it a little bit today more on a personal level because I think it both applies as we understand as a nation, as we look towards God's mercy and we hope in that, then we'll see God's blessing upon our nation. But I think, too, personally, we'll see it upon our life. So as I read these verses, I just want to remind you of that, that it, it applies in both ways. Um, but there's there's several ideas that really lead him to this thought of mercy and hope that that support it that bring him to that. Now, verse one through three, of course, is a call to praise. So if you're thinking of having kind of an assembly, maybe if it was used on a, a, a national level, it would call them to praise. It says, "Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Praise the Lord with harp. Sing unto Him with a psaltery and an instrument of ten strings. Sing unto Him a new song. Play skillfully." with a loud noise. So we see that idea of worship, come to worship, and, and what are we worshiping about? We're worshiping about God's mercy and the hope that we have. So uh, verse 1 through 3 is a call of praise, but verse 4 through 19 build the case for this idea of mercy and hope. Um, you'll see in the first part, verse 5 through 9, he speaks of who he is, his relationship with his creation. Verse 4, for the word of the Lord is right and all his works are done in truth. 
He loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathereth the water of the seas together as in heap and he layeth up the depth in storehouses. I love the picture that we see in that verse. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. Speaks of who he is as a creator of the fact that he is um, He is the one that created earth. And it, then it start speaking of the relationship with those that he created. And we see, uh, as it continues to talk about, the Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to naught. He maketh the devices of the people of none effect. Verse 10, verse 11, the counsel of the Lord standeth forever, the thoughts of his heart to all generations. I read verse 12 earlier, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And as you look at the next passages, looking at 10 through 15, we really see the sovereign power of God, that he is in control. That helps us when we're talking about this idea of hope and, and, and mercy. But then verse 16, I think this is important as we think about our life. He speaks of the the fact that there's no other place we can place our hope or the idea of trust in. It says, um, uh, let's see, verse 16, there is no king saved by the multitude of an host. A mighty man is not delivered by much strength. So if you're putting your trust in a person, you can't trust that. It says they won't be delivered, no matter how strong they are, that they could still be overcome. Um, and then it says, a ho- and a horse is a vain thing for safety, neither shall he deliver any by his great strength. Even if you have a strong horse, and a lot of these great armies trusted in maybe more different kind of military powers like chariots or horses, but he says, listen, if that's where you're putting your trust, those will fail. We can look through the history of the Israelites and their battles, how God proved that every time, even though the Israelites were outnumbered, that God was in control and that God could bring about the victory. And then we get down to the verses that we've been talking about. So he reminds them, behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy. That's who. That's where you put your trust, is in God, when you hope in his mercy. Now, hope here deals with the idea of waiting for, because sometimes it seems like we have to wait a little bit for God to bring about the victory. And so we don't try to rush into it with our power, with our strength, but we need to wait on him. And the idea of mercy here talks about goodness, kindness, his favor. So wait on his goodness. Wait on God to work and wait on those things that you can find in him. You know, I, I, I was thinking about this. Um, when, when you know you can depend on someone and you can trust on someone, and I know it's a silly illustration, but often we have great memories of our grandparents. And I was, I was thinking about my grandmother. I knew when I showed up at her house that there was goodness or treats that I could always find there. And sometimes those, as we were on the drive there, I was in a sense hoping for that mercy. I couldn't wait because she always had Little Debbie's and she always had Pepsi. And so I I knew when I got there that, that I could find those in the cabinets where they always were. And I know it's a silly illustration, but you understand this, God has proven himself faithful. And God's goodness is upon our lives if we just look to him and we wait for him. We hope in that mercy. I hope as you go through this week and you face maybe battles or different things that you'll be reminded to wait on God, allow him to work, and and that'll encourage you. Well, I'll see you again next week as we look at another psalm um, and dealing with this idea of hope. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you've been encouraged by I Hope, why not share it with a friend or leave us a review? Until next week, God bless.